for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What's going on, guys, and welcome to episode 295 of the Armchair Fancy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are here at every Wednesday and Friday night on the Going For Two Live podcast network, and we're on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course, syndicated in all major podcast networks. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Mr. Ryan Steerfoss, who you can follow on Twitter at Foss534. What's up, Ryan? Ah, oh, not much, man. I just saw the highlights from the uh, Central Michigan game that's going on right now. Have you guys seen this? I have not. Playing like you can't see the field at all because of the snow. It's incredible. <laughs> it's awesome. like it's real. It's real football season now. When you got that, when you guys I'm know on the excited. field, you get 31 inches this weekend in Buffalo, Oof. dude. It's awesome. It's real football season now. Good stuff. All right, joining us tonight for the first time, uh, Mr. Matt Chester, staff writer for DFS Dynasty. You can follow him on Twitter at FFMadJester. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So real quick, uh, tell my listeners kind of uh, what you do in the fantasy space, kind of how you got into it, and uh, anything else you want to talk about. Um, <clears throat> happy to be here. Happy to be in the fantasy space. Um, got into Dynasty through... Uh, through COVID, I guess, and been just locked into it for the year and a half since. Uh, it's really nice to be here and be able to talk to y'all and uh, just kind of talk shop pretty much every hour of the day because Dynasty never stops. Good stuff. And then over at, uh, at, DF stops, man. at DFS, you, what, what do you write over there? Do you have anything particular? Or are you just kind of a staff writer? Or how, how does it work over there? I'm just a staff writer. We do a lot of roundtables. Um, it's over at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Or on Twitter, it's uh, at DFF underscore Dynasty. And uh, we, we cover everything from Debbie through Dynasty to even uh, seasonal and a lot, uh, good bit of betting in DFS. Uh, I, I personally like to go into more Dynasty theory, but anything you could possibly want is at that website. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And, and how long have you been doing it? You said you've been in Dynasty for a little over a year. Have you been doing that uh, for the same amount of time? or? Uh, I've, I've been playing in Dynasty for a year and a half. And how, how long have you been writing? I've uh, been writing for, I guess, since this last offseason. I just kind of needed to dump my, my brain space into thoughts so it would stop bouncing around and then, <laughs> uh, you know, dying quietly. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. We got a pretty jam-packed show tonight. Uh, before we get to all that, I got a couple of uh, housekeeping things. Um, so next Wednesday's show, uh, we will not have a, a season-long show. Uh, Ryan takes that week off, and then our Wednesday show will actually be our DFS show that we normally have on Friday. Uh, it will be on Wednesday. We will preview the uh, the Thanksgiving games and then also break down the main slate as well. Gerson and Tim will be joining me for that. 
And then the following week, uh, me and Ryan will be back on the 30th. And then we only have three weeks after that. It's the 30th and then two weeks in December. And then that's the last show of the year. So it's crazy to think that we're coming down to the very end here. But I uh, just wanted to remind everybody that next week we will not have a full season-long show to next week. All right, let's go ahead and get into the bleep use. Hey, you know what? F*** you. All right, Matt, you are the uh, the guest here, so you get to go first here. Who is your bleep you from this past week? Um, I hate being the first one to be asked because this one really is going to be painful to go through, and I wanted to like experience pain with Ryan <laughs> to see how emotional I, could, I should get. Uh, that's the end of my as notes. As emotional as you want, dude, because I'm really unhappy. The bleep you of the week for me is the Saints because at this point in the season, after watching so many games, yeah, uh, I live in New Orleans. I'm a diehard New Orleans fan. They, <clears throat> we grew up as a poverty franchise until uh, Katrina happened, and it kind of rebirthed as the Sean Payton, Drew Brees era, and we went nuts for. We had a nice, nice long run, and. For the last few weeks, I've just had trouble letting the uh, mortician put the nails in the coffin. It's it's tough watching our my franchise like like struggle and die, and not take advantage of Mike sending off Michael Thomas when we had a chance, and not sending off Kamara when we had a chance, and sending away our draft picks to get Olave. It's just been brutal, and I I don't want an apology from them. I want a clear path forward because there's no light at the end of the tunnel for my Saints. We don't have our picks for next year uh we don't have a few of our picks in 20 in the year after that and we're just gonna we've got basically a bunch of dying off brandon cooks's and one <laughs> Olave that's gonna want to leave before his contract is redone because uh we don't have a plan short term or long term it's awful yeah it's it's crazy right because i mean you're right i mean they had a, a very good run you know one of the best quarterbacks ever play the game and obviously you know crazy good offenses for so long and then everything just came crashing down like immediately, like after Sean Payton left and Drew Brees retired. And it was like, all right, now what do we do? <laughs> it's like, let's go out and get Jameis Winston. He can be our quarterback. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a steep decline, but um, it's a good franchise. I think they'll bounce back. I think you just got to give them some time. I think they'll be fine. Hope so. Ryan, what's your, uh, what's your bleep you this week? Man. So I'm not in one of my like main dynasty league at home. There was, Eight and one, I'm sorry. And all I needed Monday night was 13 points from Taylor Heineke. I don't give a shit that he won the game. He got me four freaking points. <laughs> so we did like scoring stimulus Scott Fishbowl. Dude, you just had to show up and be adequate and not do stupid turnovers. <laughs> but no, you fumble, you throw picks. You got me four points, man. I wanted for I needed first place in this league. It's the league I care about the most. And Taylor Heineke, you had one start for me the entire year, and this is the shit you're gonna do. I'm about to trade you for for six just because I don't want to see your ugly face. And I hope those change made you hurt your neck that you were after the game because you didn't deserve them. What's funny? Sounds, go ahead. It, go sounds, ahead. Like just, it sounds like he's Bush League Kirk Cousins. Can you imagine? Yeah. Dude, he, he is Bush League Kirk Cousins. If, yeah, I, I won't argue that. Th- through his legs instead of his arm. Um, yes. Yeah, so, Toronto so, Dave says more. He's, he's, he's mid He's not adequate. He's mid <laughs> 
Dude, he wasn't even that, dude. He he was garbage. What's what's crazy is he actually played a good NFL game, right? I mean, he was he he but fantasy wise it didn't translate because he didn't throw a touchdown. I think he threw one touchdown, maybe. Well the, the yeah. worst his best play of the game. Like, boy, oh boy, it's fun that he got the win, but his best play of the game was negative fantasy points because he took a kneel. Yeah. So like his, <laughs> the best he can do is give us negative fantasy points. Yeah. And his second best play was probably the throw out of bounds that when he snapped the ball over his head, he threw the ball out of bounds. That was the second best play of the game. So <laughs> all he, the best he can do is not hurt himself too bad. Right. Yeah. It, it, it was painful. I, I just wanted that win. I got I got my Scott Fishbowl win. That was cool. He was at least bad enough where he kept McLaurin from beating me, but you know, <laughs> kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, so my bleep you this week. It's funny that uh, you went with the Saints because I'm going with my personal team as well. The 49ers uh, did get the win on uh, was it Sunday night, but uh, George Kittle and Debo Samuel, who are on my main home league, uh, just did absolutely nothing. Like they just uh, did not even pretend to show up. Uh, what's frustrating is, is I actually um, used to have Christian McCaffrey on this team as well. Uh, pre-trade, and then when we got him in the trade, I had to move one of them. I couldn't have three starters from the same team, so I moved Christian McCaffrey uh, for Jalen Waddle. so that was a good trade, I think. But uh, I'm stuck with Debo and Kittle, who now seem to don't have as much value because Christian McCaffrey is there. Jeff, you should have known better. Like, you knew they got Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell was come back. You know they're never going to pass the ball again. But if you're looking at your team and you got George Kittle and Debo Samuel, like, are you really benching them for somebody? Like, are you putting Michael Gallup? That's my other my other receiver on the bench. Are you putting Gallup over no, Debo? You trade, you trade them. You trade them. But they they didn't have the value that Christian McCaffrey did. I got Jalen Waddle for, for Christian McCaffrey. I, I would take that all day. That's... In two yeah. in, in two years, Christian McCaffrey won't even be anything, and Jalen Waddle will be a top fifteen receiver. That's fair. Oh, it's dynasty. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's dynasty, definitely dynasty. But still, you know they're not going to do nothing with Garoppolo in there and all them running backs. You're right. You're right. It's it it's kind of fell apart. I traded for Debo in the offseason thinking that he was going to be you know what he was last year, and hasn't really worked out that well. And then the, the the sad thing is 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 Kittle's not even my starter. You know who my starter is, or at least preseason starter was Kyle Pitts. <laughs> so <I was> like. <laughs> I, it just doesn't get any worse than that. <laughs> That's going real well for you now. Yeah, not good at all. All right, let's get to the news and notes. News and notes from around the league. News and notes, as always, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Single game and single week best ball leagues are here. If you love fantasy football, there's nothing better than weekly best ball leagues like Underdog offers. No need to wait to the end of the season. Uh, you can see if you win every week. Uh, download the Underdog app for iOS or Android and use our promo code GF2 and get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. Underdog is the fastest growing face support plan on the, on the, on the market, and uh, there's a reason for that. See what the hype is about. Get the app. Use our promo code GF2 and start winning. Uh, also, I wanted to note on there, too, that the Pickums are on there, and we have a show on Friday nights with uh, the B-League. Uh, he does some pickums for underdogs. So if you play underdog as well as the best ball leagues, there's some pickums on there that are pretty cool. Over unders on players, uh, and Billy does a great job breaking those down on Friday for you. All right, so let's talk about the first note we got here, Ryan. I'm gonna go to you first on this one. Mr. Deshaun Watson eligible to return to practice. Um, he's not gonna play this week, obviously, but he'll be playing uh, week 12, we believe, starting uh, against his uh, former team there. For a couple of questions I got for you. One, what does that do for the ancillary pieces in this offense? Does it, you know, does it bump up Cooper? Does it bump up uh, DPJ? And then if you have Deshaun Watson, if you've been holding him this long, are you just plugging them in his first weekend and just riding them out? Or you want to see what he has first? 
Um, it's hard because I'm a contender right now. Chances are I have a decent quarterback. Um, even if he comes back right away, I said the Houston game is a pretty good matchup for him, even though they play tight. Then Cincinnati and Baltimore, not the greatest schedule for those fantasy playoffs for him. And regardless, they, I don't know, Cooper, DPJ is really not it. They're a run heavy team with Chubb and Hunt. I, he's probably going to be a top 12, but I don't know if he'll end up being a high end like we had just because of what's there right now. I think it might be more patience because they're playing well running the ball. Yeah. And that's what Cleveland does, and they try to do. I don't know. He'll do better than Brissett, but I don't know how much better, like, where it's fantasy relevant if I'm plugging playing him over a lot of guys. Like, I'm not starting him over Tua. I'm not going to start him over, like, Kyler even if he's healthy. Maybe I'm questioning Kirk Cousins. Like, he's in that range for me where I'm not fully confident on it. Fair enough. What about you, Matt? What are your thoughts on Deshaun Watson, and, and what about the pieces around him too? You think it bumps up uh, Cooper in the, in the in the in the passing options there? Are you, all, are you all mainly a dynasty show? We do redraft in dynasty. We do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm happy cashing out anywhere that I have a uh, anywhere on, anyone on their offense. I don't know how it's going to look. Uh, I don't know if they're. I mean. To be honest, I want to root for who I want to root for in fantasy. It's it's fun. It's you know it can be profitable if you're really good at it. But it's a game within a game, so I don't mind just you know passing up on a player if I just don't feel like rooting for them. Uh, I think it's a really smart time to sell everybody as you know this giant boon to the offense is supposed to be coming. But also on a personal level, I don't want to root for somebody who's been out of the NFL for two years because. Uh, we don't know how rusty they are. We don't know how well they understand NFL timing. It's basically like he's done it before with De- with DeAndre Hopkins in an offense that always had to catch up. Great. Well, now he's going to be in a completely different offense that is going to. It's a ground and pound. Um, he's got two years of rust on him, and I don't care to root for him anyway. And if most of my drafts and fantasy gaming is just I want to have fun and win. I'm okay just completely passing up the offense and taking this opportunity to sell. Yeah, that's a good point because this is the perfect time right here that, you know, you got that that boom, that hype, that ex, you know, expectation needs to come back and be what he was. And, and we haven't seen him in two years. I mean, that's it's a great that's, sell. Yeah, it's definitely time to sell. If you if you have a decent quarterback, let's just say, you you know, you stashed, uh, you stashed him on your bench and you've been riding him out. But let's say you had Jalen Hurts or... Tua, you know, those guys that kind of surprised us this year. Obviously, you're riding those guys. I think you just stick with those guys, and you can trade Deshaun Watson for a pretty a pretty uh, hefty sum right now, especially in Superflex leagues as well. There's a lot of quarterbacks playing very well this year. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right, let's go look at the Cardinals real quick. A couple news coming out of, out of the Cardinals camp here. One, uh, I want to talk about James Conner a little bit. We'll go to you first, Matt. James Conner comes back from injury. We know he's not been the healthiest guy in the world. And the and the Cardinals give him 96% of the snaps and then immediately cut Eno Benjamin right after that, that, that game was over with. What what are the Cardinals doing here? Do you think this is a good idea, a, a, a recipe for success here, giving James Conner literally every single snap and then cutting the backup that actually did pretty well when he wasn't there? Personally, I love this idea. I, I'm, I'm so overloaded with James Conner because it was never – for the last few years, it's never been a good time to get rid of James Conner, which is great 
it's such a nice ticket to hold to have an underdog that actually gives you 23 points a game. And you can disbelieve it as much as you want to, or you can just get on the ride and cash your $23 a week ticket and be super happy. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I hope he just takes me through the end of the year. That's all I can ever ask for. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. What about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts here with giving James Conner this much work and then also cutting Eno Benjamin? I mean, he's a lock and loaded RB2 or higher. Like, I'm starting him every week. I'm not worried about it. It's easy. Easy. Um, easy. Cutting in a Benjamin, dude. I don't. I'm not a big fan of not having a backup plan because of how big of a how well he did do while he was out. From a real football perspective, I think it was stupid. Yeah. But because he just came back from injury and you gave ninety six percent steps, it's freaking great for fantasy. But it's not great for Sky, who's had a ton of carries in his career and got nicked up, not to have any breather. Yeah. But you know what? Do what you do, man. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. makes it through the season and fantasy playoffs if you have them. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, we'll stay with the Arizona Cardinals here. We got one guy coming back and one guy that's gone out. Uh, Marquise Brown, uh, his practice window has been opened up here. He should be back by week 12. And then Zach Ertz, unfortunately, out for the season. Uh, we'll go to you first, Ryan, this time. Talk about both of those guys there. Dude, I mean, he's gonna get, they're throwing the ball a lot. Like, even James Conner back. Air, or Arizona's throwing a lot of time behind. Hopefully, um, Murray's healthy, but like Marquise Brown still has 64 targets this year after missing that time. Like, he's getting a ton of, he got a ton of volume. And even if D Hop is, even with D Hop there, guess who was top part, person targets with 69? Zach Ertz. So he's going to have no issues there. They're going to be running the three wide receiver threats or sets with Hopkins, Moore, and Brown. And, Moore is by far the bottom of the pecking order. Those two guys are going to get fed. And I'm not in on the train McBride thing yet. That's I didn't mention him, but he's part of that pie, and I think that's a way to be seen. He could be a sneaky stash, but I'm not starting him or playing him until I see differently. Who did you say? Huh? Who did you say? Trey McBride. Trey McBride, the Titan, yeah. Yeah. Like, I I love the talent. I like him coming out. I like his draft profile, but, like, I'm still not... Huh? He's got less than a handful of targets all year. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know if he's going to jump right in and be trusted like Zach Ertz when you have Hollywood Brown, D-Hop, and more who he does trust. So I don't know. I think it's kind of fool's gold in fantasy right now, at least for this season. What's, what's crazy to me is, so we had, you know, we had Marquise Brown, you know, through the first six weeks of the season, you know, without D-Hop. Brown gets hurt. D-Hop comes back that same week. And now we get Marquise Brown back, and, and Zach Ertz goes down. It's like it's, they can't just keep all their guys healthy at once, it feels like. but It's, I think, great, for fan, it's great for fantasy, though. It's great for us. As long as there's two and not three, it's great. Yep, agreed. What are your thoughts here, uh, Matt, on these uh, situation here with Cardinals? I kind of want to jump ahead. There's going to be a surprise question at the end. Can I ruin it right now? Go ahead. Okay. Um, it's a forgotten about player, and I wasn't going to do this guy, but I'll do him right now. Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch took a ton of targets through the first three or four weeks. So if we're worried about Rondale cutting in, uh, like you said, there's a one-for-one with Hopkins and Ertz as Marquise is there. Um, But if we're worried about Rondale cutting in, and I understand it because that guy's been fantastic. I think he's been, he's probably in a wide receiver one over the last three weeks. Yeah, he's been getting 10 to 8, 10 targets each, each week. And he's doing well with them, like that that little uh, that little athletic freak. He's amazing. He's, he's super fun to watch. He's super fun to root for. Uh, 
but I'm not worried about him because we can be the forgotten about players, Greg Dorch. And if he's off the map, there is definitely enough to go around between D hop, Rondale and Marquise and James Conner. This is, it's, it's exciting. And maybe it's a time to buy low on a Conner. Good stuff. All right, let's try to get to a couple more of these notes here. One I wanted to talk about is the uh, the split there with the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Uh, wasn't what you would want if you were a uh, Christian McCaffrey owner, especially because Mitchell actually looked more proficient, at least in the between the 20s. Um, I'll go to you first, Ryan, on this. If you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, how worried are you about the split that they had there this past week? Slightly. I, I don't... He's going to be an RB1 regardless. He's not even on the passing game. He got targets. He's super efficient because he's one of the most electric players in football. And but you know what? Even if he gets a smaller rushing share, San Francisco's total rush attempts is higher than, what, 80, 90% of the league. Yep. So even with not getting all the carries, that keeps him fresh. That keeps him efficient. And I think he'll still be fine. I'm not, he's not the RB1 now. I don't know if he's the top five, but he plug in the top 12. I'm cool with him. Yeah, the thing that, uh, and Mitchell's, play, and Mitchell's playable. Yeah, Mitchell's definitely, I think they're both playable. And I think Christian McCaffrey obviously is the, is the more of the pass catcher, obviously. He didn't catch too many passes this past game, uh, but the way they were running the ball, he needs to really catch, throw passes. And, uh, McCaffrey was in on the red zone packages too, which is also key because, you know, obviously that's the, that's the money area down in the, in the red zone there. So, yeah, is that red zone and passing game? Two most important things for running back. Yep, agreed. What about you, Matt? Any thoughts here on McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and their even split? Uh, it's it's hard to argue with his placement uh mid to low RB one reliably, just because of the passing game and the uh, offense gets touchdowns. But on the other hand, that offense has always been a ground and pound thing. And if uh, Elijah Mitchell works out as a one cut runner, he's probably the uh, Rashad White that we've been looking for this whole time and we had a little bit of time to get him and I, I worry that it's not closed we had a little bit of time to sell CMC and Dynasty for the first more than he deserved and I worry that that's close too. Yeah, good stuff. Speaking of Rashad White, let's go ahead and talk about Rashad White uh, the Athletics' Greg Autumn came out and said that Rashad White uh, could retain the Bucks' starting job uh, when they return from the bye week uh, after this week 11, so week 12 uh, Ryan, on me and you have talked about Rashad White quite a bit, um, and you know I think I even had him as one of our stashes a few weeks ago um, to go out and grab him. How excited are you about this uh, potential news that he's a starter now? Dude, I'm super excited about it. I've loved him in the whole draft process. He was my RB3, I want to say, when we were doing the scouting, maybe four. Uh, me and my memory without having it front hunt. Without looking, my memory's bad. But, dude, he's a lasher. He gives them a big playability. And while the Bucks, if healthy, do have a lot of very good pieces, they don't have a guy who's a real home run threat, home run threat like he can be. He's fishing the passing game. I think we're still going to see Leonard Fournette get his, especially in the red zone. Fournette, even with uh, White's big game, still had 14 taps last week. But... They're running the ball and learning they have to do play action because Brady's kind of running for his life. It makes sense. And I think it's playable. I don't want him outside of my flex because I'm still a little bit nervous. But it's very exciting. In Dynasty, it's amazing. Redraft, I'm still a little slower on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I might try to sell him. In, I might try to sell him in Redraft. Yeah, after that big absolutely game. Not, yeah, absolutely not in Dynasty. But uh, I'd probably try to sell him in Redraft because I don't fully trust it yet. Agreed. What are your thoughts on Rashad White, Matt? And did you like him coming out of college? 
Um, it's an interesting profile. I like that he's a, a good pass catcher and he's well-rounded. But uh, I listened to y'all's show last time, and I, I don't remember who was saying it, but I, I it, it took note for me that the future of the Bucks trick franchise is worrisome. So it's hard to even bet on him as a dynasty asset. And uh, I guess the way that I feel about him is in all my, I kind of switched over to dynasty about a year ago completely. And in all my dynasty leagues, everything kind of starts to look the same. I just try to get the value, the best value out of it to kind of formulate my teams all in the same way, but with as much value as I can get, it's always going to be different because these are different. But uh, with Rashad White, it, it always worried me a little bit how the future was going to look. Um, so in in things like that, where I don't really have a definitive stance, so I can't invest in them with what they cost in Dynasty, I didn't end up with much of many shares of these guys, and that's where I uh, directed all my home leagues and redraft leagues and Scott Fishbowl teams and everything, and I kind of built around the Rashad Whites and the Elijah Mitchells and uh, you know the guys that. I wanted to hedge my dynasty bets and Rashad White was one. Brees Hall was one of them where I got Brees Hall in a bunch of redraft leagues. Cause like, man, I, I can't afford this guy in dynasty. So if I want to ride the ride, it has to be in, you know, a seasonal league, a Scott Fishbowl league. And I'm really excited to have Rashad White there. Uh, and I, I'm okay with not having him elsewhere. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, let's do one real quick one here. I wanted to talk about uh, Cooper Cup's injury. Um, obviously, one of the best receivers in the game right now. Uh, he is out. Um, not so much to talk about Cooper Cup, but I want to talk about the guys that are still there. Uh, we'll go to you first, Matt. Who do you think benefits the most here? And, and do guys like Van Jefferson become vi- viable and fancy now because of this injury? I'm just 100% out on the team. I can't commit to any single part of it. Matthew Stafford's hurt. Uh they must understand that this is a lost year and it's just that they gave up all their picks. As a Saints fan, I feel for him. Um, but even even Cooper Cup with the high ankle sprain, we're hoping, you know, if, if you have a Cooper Cup team, there's a good chance you already have a bye. But when he comes back in week 15, uh, I've been too scarred up by Michael Thomas's return after <laughs> high ankle sprain, and I don't want to invest in that kind of player anymore. It's, uh, what about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts here? Anything that you want in that offense? Man, I'm with him. It's depressing. And I want to say Allen Robinson. I'd love to say Allen Robinson. But if it's not, he's done. Like, this is, if he can't do it now, don't ever draft him again. He's washed. Like, if he's the only target there, he's washed. Um, maybe Higby picks up a little bit of it because they kind of funnel their whole team through the middle. Other than that, man, I don't trust Van Jefferson on a day-to-day basis. Ben Skol- Skolernick, how do you pronounce his last name? Huh? It's it rhymes, it, it rhymes with ironic. Skolernick. <laughs> yeah. Skolernick. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's gotten too many targets. Like, this team's bad. This is a bad football team. And it's when you talk about, like, if it goes downhill this year, this collapse with how few draft picks they have and yeah. what they've given up is going to be epic. Like you might not want pieces in this Rams team offense for three years, yeah, because they have that little young talent. Yep, I'm with you 100. Like, if, if I was McVeigh, if I was McVay, I would just take it for time right now, or at least yes. not leaving. Like it's it's not looking great. Oh, a uh, uh, slightly older, wiser McVeigh 
is Sean Payton, and he did get out a year early because yeah. we're watching Dennis Allen do to the Saints what Sean McVay is kind of doing to the Rams. But Sean McVay might be stuck there for another year and tarnish his phenomenal name. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's I mean, I don't think I don't think they thought that was going to happen because they went all in on big name players again this year. Yep, and it fell apart quick. They've they they worried about the skill positions, forgot about the offensive line, and yep, it's crumbled. The 100%. fundamentals, hundred percent. Yeah, that definitely that's that they're like the the poster child for offensive line is very important. No matter how many skill players you add, no matter how many good defensive players you add, if you're not good down the trenches, then your team's just not going to be good. It's just it just how it is. Matter. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and get to our mock draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right, this is going to be an interesting one. We're going to take all the players currently in the NFL on your fantasy teams, and we're going to throw them all back into the player pool, and we're going to do a two-round mock draft for the rest of the season. So if you can take your team that's maybe not doing so well, we're throwing all the players back in with what we know now. Uh, and we're going to draft for the rest of the season. Uh, and, uh, and Matt, you got the first pick here at the 101. And this is Superflex, by the way. So Superflex draft. Uh, who are you going with here at the 101? Um, there are enough difference makers. Oh, okay, so let me get this straight. Are we drafting 12 different teams? Yes, it'll be 12. Yeah, yeah. Just, it, just do it like his best player. Like best, it's yeah, just BPA. Okay, yeah. so it's not... It, Versus yeah, you're not you're not building a team in two rounds. Oh man, okay. Because if that was the case, I would take Kelsey. That would be the easy thing in a three person build. Uh, okay, that's off the table. Um, still, still give me Mahomes. He's still my one on one. He does freakish things. He's getting people back, uh, or not back? I guess he's getting a, secretly disgusting new weapon with Tony. He's going to get, be getting Juju, who's grown chemistry with over the last 10 weeks, and they're starting to really flash to where Juju's been, like, top seven over the last three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, got Kelsey, always amazing. And they're starting to not care about the run game at, at all. all. At all. Because CEH is not getting a... He's getting, like, 6% snap share. It's, it's So, give me Mahomes. All right, it's Mahomes. It's going to be nuclear. Mahomes 101. Ryan, where are you going here at the 102? I'm going like the most anti-Ryan pick ever in this <laughs> because I'm such a RB early kind of guy, even in Superflex, and obviously there's superstars quarterbacks there. But right now, what Justin Jefferson's doing is just so incredible, and it's not because of this monster game he just had this week. It's because it's every freaking week he is putting up He's had in the what, last six weeks, his lowest total was 98 yards. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Like, yeah. he's unbelievable. He's consistent. He's heavily targeted. He's just an absolute superstar. And you don't get that kind of consistency at any position. And Justin Jefferson's it. And I can make up for quarterback later because quarterback, like we talked about earlier, is super stacked deep. this year. So I'm willing to wait a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's a really good call. And Kirk Cousins has just got to the point where he just does it to the. Jefferson, no matter what, he could be covered, double team, triple team. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Just throw it to him. He was in that that catch he made. He was double teamed, and that should not have been thrown to him. And he just doesn't care. Yep. He he's unbelievable. 
You know what I you know what I think have y'all seen the video of them on a plane and just layering up Kirk Cousins with chains? Chains, yeah. Yes. Like he's got a soul and having a bunch of fun. Um they're kind of doing that on the football field where they're just like, hey man, let us go like let us go earn it and yep. you do what you do. And he's doing it. That's yep. all they ever asked him he's doing it. Yep. Pretty awesome. All right, I'm up at the 103 here, and I'm going to stick traditional here, and I'm going to go quarterback, but maybe that was the quarterback you think I would go with. I think Josh Allen was a consensus 101 uh, preseason, but I'm going to take Jalen Hurts here. Jalen Hurts has just been absolutely amazing. I know he didn't play a great game last week uh, against the Commanders, but he was still pretty damn good. Uh, obviously, the rushing ability, he's got to two of the best weapons, you know, between Goddard and, and A.J. Brown, and then, of course, he got Devonta Smith there. Uh, so Jalen Hurts is my pick here at the 103 Superflex League, and I think that uh, you know he's shown us that he's definitely one of those top five quarterbacks going forward from from now on. If you doubted him before, there's no way you can doubt him anymore. He's he's done it all. All right, we're back to the uh, back to you, Matt, with the 104. Um, I'm just gonna go default and take Josh Allen because that's an easy easy pick at 104. You have to do it. Period. Yeah, yeah, he's like I said, he was the one on one preseason. He hasn't done anything to really, you know, discourage that. Um, I just like Jalen Hurts more, but yeah, I, I got to go there. All right, Ron, you got the one on five. Lamar, like even with everything with players being injured this year, it hasn't really mattered because they do have a great offensive line. But thing with Lamar for the rest of the season, the Ravens have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Like. Bar none. Their schedules, Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Atlanta, Pittsburgh. That's ridiculous. He's going to freaking feast for the fantasy playoffs, and it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> Homer pick. Right I have there. a lot of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, so I'm up at the 106, and I got a few different ways that I can go here. A couple quarterbacks still on the board if I wanted to go quarterback, but... I think I'm going to go with the RB1 currently right now. And uh, Mr. Austin Eckler, you know, he's the he's the Christian McCaffrey, basically, of this year. He's catching every pass. He's getting every carry, every touch in the red zone. You know, he's scoring left and right. He's getting all the work. You know, the two receivers have been out. Mike Evans and, I mean, uh, Keenan Allen and Michael, uh, Mike Williams have been out. And he's just been balling out. And I think just him and Herbert, uh, you know, going forward, I think they're continuing doing that. And I'll take the RB1 here, Mr. Austin Eckler. All right, 107, Matt. I love all the explanations for your Austin Eckler pick because I'm going to take Justin Herbert right here. Um, he has not been performing as if he should have been in the first two rounds in a rest of season Superflex draft. But um, Keenan Allen and his old butt are about to come back, and Mike Williams is about to come back. And Austin Eckler is doing quite well. So let me get the guy that we all thought was consensus first round three months ago for the first time that he's going to have his weapons for the rest of the season, hopefully. Yep. Justin Herbert. Great pick. Up. Great pick. Ryan, you got the 108. Should I go normal or weird? Go weird, man. Let's do it. <laughs> go weird. Justin Fields. Weird. I almost went Justin Fields with my last pick. That was my. God, I was trying to decide. I don't even care that he's not doing that much of a passer. The Konami code's fully activated. We're at um, top eight fantasy points in five weeks in a row. Top five, four weeks in a row. 
he's the way he's running the ball in that stretch. His lowest rushing attempt is sixty yards. Insane. Dude, they're just letting this dude go. They're just saying, "Go out there, play football." We know our coaching staff and receivers and weapons are bad. Just run around, have fun, and play. And dude, he's electric, and it's awesome. And he gives you that advantage coming in because bad weather comes rolling around and teams start running the ball. When your quarterback can do that, that's real helpful. Yep, I like it. I it like seems it. like Justin Fields is Jalen Hurts with a cannon and draft capital. Yeah, hundred percent. And how do you not? Minus all those weapons, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I'll a lot of them, those weapons, but dude, it's so great. All right, I'm here at the 109, and again, I'm torn on which way to go here. Um, there is a, a receiver on the board that I like, uh, and there's also a quarterback here that I like as well, and actually from the same team. But I'm gonna go ahead and take Tyreek Hill, the receiver. He's uh, on pace to break records this year. I know he had a bad game last week, but uh, I think that was a stat that I gave out on our DFS show that in the history of the Dolphins, players that have 10 catches and 150 yards or more, Tyreek Hill is the leader in that category in the history of the Dolphins. And he's been there for, what, half a year. Uh, He's done it now, I think, four times. He's done it more than any other Dolphin has ever done it. So Tyreek Hill is a beast. Uh, Tua targets the hell out of him. Uh, so I'm taking Tyreek Hill here, who I think is the wide receiver one overall, if I remember correctly. If not, if not, it's Diggs or Jefferson. One of those two are in there. Dude, he's ridiculous. All right, uh, you got the 110 here, Matt. Um, I wonder where Austin Eckler sits in that wide receiver one category between catches and receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to steal... Ryan Sear Paul's guy because you just talk, talk so well about Tyreek Hill. I gotta take Tua. That dude, you know, I should have taken Fields at the last pick. You, you sneaky little guy. <laughs> but Tua is the clearest pick right now because dude's on fire. Nothing's gonna stop. Enjoy the ride. It's so fun. Good stuff. All right, uh, Ryan, your last pick in the first round here at the one eleven. I can say Quan. The Giants are trying to play winning football and get in the playoffs. And if they have any common sense, them winning goes through Saquon. Like he's getting twenty attempts almost every single game. He he had thirty five attempts last week. They're just letting him carry him. They're going to run until the wheels fall off. It might be long-term dynasty. It might be shorter term than we expect because the way they're running them. But right now, man, they had had 35 attempts last week. Yeah. 35 (laughs) attempts last week. That's bonkers. That's crazy numbers. He went 22, 24, 20, 35. Wow. Like there, he's a workhorse. He's a true NFL workhorse. And that doesn't exist. Fun. Cool. Good pick. All right. So I'm at the, I got the 112 and the 201, the back to back here. And I'm going to go with a, what we call in DFS world, a leverage play uh, position that doesn't have a lot of top tier players. I'm going to go to the tight end position and take Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, obviously, he's a, he's a cheat code at tight end. You're basically playing a receiver at tight end, getting those kind of points there. 
Um, you know, Mark Andrews is a close second, but uh, I think Kelsey still is a little bit, uh, a little bit over Mark Andrews at least for the rest of the season. And he's nicked up. And he's nicked up. Andrews nicked up. He didn't practice again today. And then uh, coming back to the two oh one, I will take the remaining top receiver that I mentioned a little bit earlier. Mr. Stefan Diggs still a beast. Um, it's not dynasty, so we're not worried about his age, which he's not even that old. But uh, it's just for the rest of the season, and obviously attached to Josh Allen and that explosive offense. So give me uh, Stefan Diggs here. All right, Ryan, back to you at the two oh two. Oh, I was two picks away. I always do that. Um... Gosh, uh, at the 202, I'm taking Joe Burrow. I think he's been very underappreciated this year and has not been talked about literally at all, and he's still QB5. Yep. They're throwing the ball a lot, and you know who's going to be coming back on that fantasy playoff run? Jamar Chase. Yep. And I like the idea of Joe Burrow with a full health receiving core. Yeah, that's a good call. He's been carrying my my Scott Fishbowl team. Thankfully, I took him in the first round, and he's been my team has fallen apart otherwise. But I'm still in the playoffs because of Joe Burrow. He's been balling out, especially that game where he just had what he had like six touchdowns or whatever he had that one week. It was insane. You're still in the playoffs. You're still at the playoffs. I'm still. I'm I'm still at the playoffs. Yeah, I actually have more points than most of the teams above me, and I'm only 500 because in the league that I'm in, I got two guys in the top 100 in my division. So that's why I'm I'm kind of getting. The shaft there with the tough division. What division are you in? Uh, the Hyrule division, the Zelda division. Cool. Um, yeah, and that it's crazy. I'm in the playoffs. The three guys ahead of me in that division are not in the playoffs because I got more points than all of them. I just keep losing games, <laughs> so I'll take it though. Uh, all right, the two hundred three here, Matt. What you got? I'm having trouble deciding. Uh, it's only rest of the season. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take Derrick Henry. I, I should have taken, I regret taking Justin Herbert this entire time. And I took him earlier than the guy, than the other guy. But Travis Kelsey should have gone at 106. Rest of the season, he's just, you want an extra 10 points on your team every single week. From the tight end position, especially, because like I said, he's put the receiver numbers from the tight end position, which is insane. Easy. Easy. But yeah, Derrick Henry is crazy, right? Because Derrick Henry, you don't think of him as a pass catcher. And, and I was doing the research last week for DFS and I was looking at opportunities, which is basically targets plus carries. And Derrick Henry still leads the league in opportunities, even though he doesn't catch passes. He gets the ball that much. It's insane. So I, I like that pick there with Derrick Henry. Um, all right. So it's back to me. Um, Got a couple guys here. I think this is kind of a teardrop right here. I think we, I think most of the guys that we picked um, were pretty much set. Um, but at this point, um, I'm looking at uh, like DeAndre Hopkins rest of the season. Um, Nick Chubb is still on the board. Devontae Adams with his crazy up and down. You know what? Since we're not team building here and we're just picking best player available, I'm going to go with the other guy in that Miami offense and go with Jalen Waddle here. Um, I love Waddle. The, 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 the country here with Tua, you know, he gets targeted like crazy. Uh, Hill's getting all the accolades because he's getting all these yards. But if you look at the touchdowns, Waddle's getting more touchdowns. So I'll, I'll take Waddle in that, in that offense as well. What are you going to say, Ryan? You have something you wanted to say? I could tell by your face. Oh no! I no, I love that pick. Oh, okay, thought you had, I thought you had a comment. 
All right, uh, and Ryan, I, I was just thinking about the Waddle touchdown celebration. It made me smile. That's oh yeah, <laughs> it is pretty great. <laughs> it's what best in the league. I it like. is. It definitely is. All right, Ryan, you got the two hundred five here. Dude, I'm going super freaking boring, and I don't care because this is consistency at its best. That's Nick Chubb. His worst finish in any game this season was RB twenty five. Nick Chubb is so good and so underappreciated, and. Again, going back to the winter weather and getting colder, you know who's, who does well? The big, strong running backs. Yeah. That's Nick Chubb. And he has a pretty nice playoff schedule as well. Yeah, Nick Chubb this year is so frustrating for me because I had him in my home league. I actually drafted him as a rookie in my dynasty league. And this was the year I traded him away finally, thinking that, okay, he's not involved in the passing game. He always has at least four or five games he's out injured. You know, if he doesn't score touchdowns, he doesn't give you those points. And then, of course, he goes out and has his best season of his career. So I'm like, damn it, I could have held him for one more year. But, uh, yeah, Nick Tubb's been a beast this year. He's scoring touchdowns. You know, he's, he's getting involved in all, all kinds of ways in that offense. I love that pick there. Uh, 206, Matt. Man, you guys have had some just monster picks so far. I'm having to refer to my notes now. Yeah, I literally have sleeper pulled up, and I'm sorting by 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 fantasy points to remind myself who's here. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, that's rough. Um, <clears throat> I think we're seeing a division right now between reliable and potential. So let me ride that crest, and I'll take CD Lamb. Nice. CD Lamb seems to be. Uh, hitting his stride as Dak is coming back healthy. He's going to be a workhorse. Uh, I am dynasty brained, which should count against what I'm saying, but I'm like the guy. And you know what? Uh, I'm disappointed in AJ Brown from yesterday. He might have rolled his ankle. We don't know if the team is going to collapse, whatever. AJ Brown, I think, is at his highest value. And CD Lamb. Uh, yeah, give me that guy. All right. So back to me at the two oh seven, and I was considering CD Lamb there as well. Um, and I think the choice is up to these receivers here. I do think AJ Brown's on my list. Um, also the guy I'm gonna take here, I'm gonna go ahead and take DeAndre Hopkins. He's been an absolute monster since he came back from his injury or his uh, suspension, and you know he's proving everybody that. He wasn't actually on, you know, PEDs that he could still do it even without the PEDs. So uh, I do think Hopkins is is one of the top receivers in the league right now. And he's not getting the respect. Pre-Berry Bonds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hopkins is my pick here. I think obviously I think hopefully Kyler Murray comes back and he's healthy. I don't think Colt McCoy is going to be able to support the under Hopkins. So hopefully Murray's situation with his knee or, or hammy or whatever it is right now is, is good. And Hopkins gets back to what he was. All right, Ryan, you are at the 208. Um, so I know Mark Andrews may or may not play this week, but we're talking this dude is right now, has played one and a half quarters in the last three weeks, four weeks including the bye, and is still the tight end too. He is that much of a jump from... Well, with health-wise, TJ Hawkinson's tight end five, and he's still almost 10 points behind Mark Andrews, who's missed all this time. He's going to be back. 
he's still the apple of Lamar Jackson's eye, and his number one target is guaranteed eight to ten targets a week, and you don't get that in tight end position. If I have to, if I have to suffer through a week, I have to suffer. But man, that playoff run for Andrews, I like that. Yeah, and again, easiest schedule in the league. Yeah, that's a good call. He definitely is one of those di- difference makers for sure. I think last year he was a maybe even top five in, in overall points if you were playing in the tight end premium league because I had him in a few leagues and he carried me. All right, uh, Matt, we're back to you with the 209 here. I'm really glad you took Mark Andrews. It was going to be impossible not to take him here, and I would hate to do it just because I've already picked uh, no, I guess I haven't picked the tight end yet, have I? Yeah, I think only Kelsey and Andrews are off the board at the moment. Yeah. Wow, I'm so off-brand of ridiculous. All right. <clears throat> Chubb gone, Barkley gone, Tyreek Hill gone. This is rough. It's getting into rough territory. Nothing is sticking up to me. There's, there's one that's mentioned in the chat here on the side that I considered. but Oh, yeah, he's still available. I, and, it, and it's crazy. It's crazy that he's still there. Okay. I'm not going to say who I think it is because I'm going to be wrong because it's not crazy that ETN's still there. So let me think for a second. Who else could be? Would you all give me a hint? What Here, position? I'll, I'll we talked about him earlier in the show. Well, I could, that's so many positions. Yeah. In the, yeah. That's fair. Give me a position. Give me a position. So I, I traded him uh, away because he was on. Running uh, back on a new team. Yeah, running back on a new team. He got traded uh, before the trade deadline. He was the consensus top three position. Oh, CMC. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to do that. I don't, I'm not putting him in the first two rounds. That sucks, right? Sorry, CMC. <laughs> it, it's, gr- it's gross to say. Yeah, not even rest of the season. I wouldn't take him first 24. That's rough because I could always take Elijah Mitchell like 10 rounds later. And that type, that dude, I'm going to count Elijah Mitchell for like 14 points a game, anything between like 11 and 17. And I'd just rather pay that price than pay the CMC price and just be devastated forever because I mostly play Dynasty. Um, yeah, I don't know who, who to do rest this season. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, You're good. Oh, I'll do Travis Etienne because I love the dude and he's young and he's. Virile and they're giving them the workload. It's a great pick. Uh, CTN for 25 points a game. Give it to that. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Um, all right. So I'm up and I will take Christian McCaffrey here. I, you know, I obviously we talked about it in the beginning of the show about how him splitting with uh, Elijah Mitchell, but he does get the passing work. He gets the goal line work. Um, that offense is pretty efficient. If it doesn't score a ton of points, it's at least efficient. It will be in the scoring uh, area quite a bit. So I will take uh, Mr. CMC at the 210. Ryan, last pick here, two eleven. What you got? I'm going. I'm going weird again. I'm. I'm just one of the moves tonight. I'm going to Ramondre Stevenson. I know it sounds freaking insane right now. Ramondre Stevenson's been top ten for four weeks straight, and since he's gotten the starting job, he hasn't fell out of top twenty four running backs. He's been an absolute workhorse in New England, and even with Harris back, he's involved in the passing game. He's fucking good, man. He is. Like, he is an every week starter in fantasy. And I love it. Yeah, he's a beast. I he uh, I actually drafted him in my home league in the third round. Traded him away, thinking I was trading him away, you know, at a, at a peak. And I, I'm regretting that now, obviously, because I should have just kept him. <laughs> As a third round pick, I should have just kept him. 
All right, uh, Matt, you finish off here. What we got here for the 212? Um, who who was 101? It was Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is 101. Yeah. Okay, so 212 should balance that just a little bit. Mm. And it's rest of the season. A couple so of top have... guys here that we got still listed. These points per game. You got Pat... Josh Jacobs. Joe Mixon is still on the board. AJ Brown is still on the board. Alvin Kamara, Dalvin there's a Cook. Big, there's a big, there's a big, there's a big one who's been injured who's on the board still who I kind of forgot about till right now. Oh, you're right. If it's there's J- a real there's a huh? If it's J.K. Dobbins, you can have him. Nope, bigger than that. It's it's a it's it's a real big one. <laughs> He's probably your 102 in Dynasty. What? He he's definitely for, he's a top five pick in Dynasty, but he probably won't be back yeah. until playoffs. <clears throat> I think I already mentioned the show that I'm just going to stay away from that entirely. So, um, you already took DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins off the board. Yep. Good. Oh man, you know what? Got yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown is there. Um. Like I said, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. Uh, I'll mention the guy Ryan's talking about, Jamar Chase, still on the board. I'll take him. Yeah, I'll take Jamar Chase. That's fair. That's fair enough. I am terrified, though. I'd almost, you know what? Nah, I'll take Marquise Brown instead. Marquise Brown? All right, good yeah. stuff. You gave me the highest option is Jamar Chase, and at this point for the rest of the season, I'd rather have Marquise Brown than Jamar Chase. He just seems closer to coming back. Yeah, I will say that uh, the doc, um, he, he's on our show on Monday nights, and he's a little worried about Chase coming back at all this season. Um, Who's the doc? It's uh, James Ferretti. He's uh, he's our going for two injury analyst, and we call him, we just call him the doc. But he does his injury stuff on Monday night. Uh, when he when Jamar Chase first went out and they didn't put him on IR, he was surprised, thinking that there's no way he comes back, you know, before four weeks. And he'd be surprised if he came back at all and was the same person. So he's a little afraid for him for the rest of the season as well. So, um, all right, we're going to do a couple. We got kind of gets the clock here. So we'll do them real quick here. We're going to do some rest of season stashes. These are some guys that are probably sitting on waiver wires, maybe sitting in the bottom of your bench and you're thinking about cutting him. But uh, for the rest of the season, maybe you want to hold on to him. Uh, we'll go to you first, Ryan. Give us one of your rest of season stashes. I say likely. I, I've talked about a Nazi on the show, but like, I'm if I even if I don't have Andrews, but especially if I have Andrews, like I want him on my bench because if he's not back, if he reaggravates something, he's so heavily targeted in that offense that he has tight end one potential for the rest of the season. Not only that, but with we with Bateman being an IR, there's a possibility that both Andrews and likely have some kind of value going forward. Yeah, he has individual value too, but like, man, if, something, if he's not back, he has, like, he could be a top three tight end. Yep. Agreed. And it's freaking crazy to say. Agreed. All right, Matt, what do you got for one of your stashes? <clears throat> well, I just want to argue with that last point for a little bit. Isaiah Likely's been awesome. Uh, Charlie Kolar, they drafted before Isaiah Likely. Oh, I know they did. He's entirely free. He's entirely free. Just put him on your bench. We don't know how they, uh, draft capital battle is going to go between those two because Charlie Kohler has been hurt since preseason. Um, it's hard to invest in somebody long term when the person above them might, might come back and the person below them might 
better. We don't know. It's, uh, so it's crazy. So Baltimore's done that three times now with tight end position. Hayden Hurst. And Hayden, Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. Yeah. Andrews is the one who was at, at, um, Ed Dixon and Dennis Pitta. Dennis Pitta was drafted later. He ended up being the starting one. Uh, same thing. It's really weird. It's a weird phenomenon, but they always do that double dip. And so far, two out of three times, it's been the later one who's had that. Plus, like this this season, Kohler hasn't practiced, so he has zero chemistry. He's so for sure, yeah. And everybody on the team loves him. Like just from hearing press conferences and that, that's why, man, unlikely. But I love Kohler for the future. Good stuff. So what you got? Are, are you taking? You're not taking Kohler as your stash, are you? No, I'm sorry. I just I didn't know how deep to put this. So I had Go like two levels. Go as deep as you want, man. Deep as you want. Was at the very bottom. So let's start at the top. Uh, Hollywood. I don't know what how deep your leagues are, or how much anybody believes in him, or how much you personally believe in how foot injuries will end up. Because it's always scary for quick little dudes like that. How are they going to end up for the rest of the season when their foot is hurt? Are they going to be a decoy? Is it going to be a super spread offense, and they're not going to get 14 targets again like they used to? Um, but and it also because he's getting because he's coming off IR, it might be too late to acquire him for, from uh, contenders that were worried. They might be like, "Oh, I was contending and I had held on, and now it's going to pay off." So he might not be available. So rest of the season stashes, I I had to cross off my favorite player, Hollywood. Um, I guess the next people up would be Chargers wide receivers. I think they could be easily gotten, and I think that Justin Herbert is good enough, and I think that their team will revert to a pass-happy offense. And whichever one uh, plays for you weekly will pan out. I like it. Yeah, because you're right. Their value is still down. I have a guy that I traded to Keenan Allen to before the season started, and he's pissed at me right now because he hasn't played much all season. But he's still down on Keenan Allen. He's afraid he's going to come back and get hurt again. So his value is definitely depressed right now. If he can stay healthy the rest of the season, he's definitely a, a good option. Uh, so I'm going to go a little deep. I'm going to go uh, with the current Cardinals RB2, Mr. Keontae Ingram. Uh, we talked about James Conner and his injury history, and he just played nearly almost every snap this last game. My confidence that he stays healthy the rest of the season is not very good. Uh, if he goes down, uh, Ingram has shown some flashes. He actually had a touchdown in a Thursday night game, I believe it was. Uh, actually had two touchdowns. One of them was called back on a, on a penalty. Um, but I do think Ingram, if he gets the shot here, has some has some value down the season. So if you got room on your bench to stash Mr. Keontae Ingram, he's probably sitting on waivers right now for you. So go out and grab him. Uh, let's do one more. We'll go around one more time, Ryan. Give me one more stash here. Uh, Nico Collins. Um, we saw the nice week this week with the 10 targets. He didn't really put up a ton, but you know what? He was heavily targeted. And Brandon Cooks with a wrist injury. We don't know how long, if he's going to be back yet. If it lingers or what, but Nico Collins, if he's getting there, he gets the targets and he gives them a red zone threat, even though he only scored once this year. But he has that skill set. I think he has the opportunity to be good. Plus, their team is going to have to be playing from behind a lot still. Yep. Especially playing some really high powered offenses come that fancy playoff run with Dallas, Kansas City, and Jacksonville Championship Week on the docket. Nice. All right, Matt, give us one more stash here. Uh, I'm just going to go with the basics. Look around your league. Uh, everybody has different values in their leagues, and everybody has different amounts of stashes. So make sure to look at Alexander Madison, A.J. Dillon, 
Kareem Hunt, and Damian Harris. They've all been painful to roster, but you got to understand the other teams in your league. We're all people. So if what? you look at the other people in their league, in your league, they have to be hurting after rostering, uh, who am I going to say again? Damian Harris for 10 weeks, Madison for 10 weeks, Dylan for 10 weeks, Hunt for 10 weeks. It's just rough. Go get them. See if you can get them for a song. You might be able to because we don't know how the landscape is going to look up, look at the rest of the season RB wise. Yeah, especially if one of those starters, if, you know, Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, Aaron Jones, any of those guys, Nick Chubb, get injured, you know, then you got an RB1 on your hands probably. Those those four guys are definitely capable of it. So I like it. Uh, I'm going to go really deep here. This one is, we talked about this offense already with uh, Cooper Cup going out. Can A-Rob take over and, and be anything special? And we're not sure about that. Van Jefferson's had his opportunities, and he hasn't been great either when he does it. So I'm going with their preseason MVP, Mr. Lance McCutcheon. He's a rookie. He uh, he showed out in preseason. Go back and look at his game logs. He was balling out. Uh, hasn't played much at all this year, but you know what? If he gets the opportunity to play, uh, he could potentially be a, a decent add. He could be one of those guys that you just throw on the receiver three, get you a couple big games there. But he had chemistry in the preseason. Maybe he'd carry that into the regular season. But Lance McCutcheon is, is my super deep stash. Ryan's giving that face really like deep. that's really deep. <laughs> that's real deep. That like is... I don't know what league you're playing. Weird thing about playing in my day. I actually have him in my taxi squad. That's how I know him. I, I I was hoping that he would actually get an opportunity before now, but with Cooper Cup going down, A. Rob not playing very well, Van Jefferson coming back from injury, not playing well. Maybe he gets a chance. Who knows? We'll see what he has. You know, what you just wait till two, you just wait till two two Atwell comes back. Yeah, one hundred forty pound frame. <laughs> right now, Jeff sounds like. Uh, me standing for Jacob Harris for the last two years, just hoping. Just hoping. It's all, it's all emotional. It's, there's nothing logical about it. 100% agree. 100% agree. All right. Let's go ahead and get to some listener questions. We are up against the clock, so we can't do all of them, but we'll get to as many as we can. Go ahead. Ask me anything. All right, we'll just alternate these back and forth. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, Ryan. This one's from MK81 on the Discord channel. Uh, he's going, he's, he wants to know what side uh, wins this trade here. Chris Godwin and Aaron Jones for Fields and T. Higgins. This is a PPR uh, redraft league. Uh, Fields and Higgins, it's a pure upside thing. I love all four players involved, but I think Higgins still has that upside, especially with we don't know about Jamar Chase, and Justin Fields is playing a superstar right now. And if you need a quarterback or don't, I think Fields is very, unless you have a top five guy, Fields is a league winner right now. Yeah, Fields is one of those quarterbacks. If you're in one quarterback league, you still want him because he's putting up those monster numbers right now, and he definitely yeah. is a difference maker. And T. Higgins is still better than Chris Godwin. Like, and Aaron Jones, he's been good, but he's also been a little inconsistent. So I have some questions there, but I love both of those guys. All right, good stuff. All right, Matt, we'll go to you on this next one here. Let's see. Let's go. He got uh, he got offered Patterson for Mostert, for Raheem Mostert. Do you accept it? So Cordell Patterson for Raheem Mostert. Which side do you want of those two players? Um, 
What a horrible question. But I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I love Cordell Patterson. So. <laughs> Me too. So you know what? Give me the guy that I want to root for. Give me Cordell Patterson. Maybe our old, old, salty, salty dog can get 30 points a game. And I'd rather root for that than hope for Raheem Mostert because, uh, I don't know, kind of a jump business fan also. So, yeah, Cordero Patterson all day, baby. All right. Yeah, I like that one. That's definitely Patterson for me as well. And that was from Logney's on the Discord, um, just to give him the shout-out for that uh, terrible question. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me get another good one here. Uh, we'll go to you. Go to uh, this one, Ryan. Uh, Colin Rose. Uh, he has to start one of these receivers. Uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, Josh Palmer, Allen Robinson, or Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, I'm trying. So I don't. Uh, I'm kind of like process limited. I don't want Donald Peoples Jones to play in like three foot of snow this week. Um, Josh Palmer I'm probably. Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I'd say Myers is probably. Uh, I'm Jacoby Myers. That he's the most consistent PPR wise out of those guys. I trust nothing out of those Chargers wide receivers as fun as they should be. I still don't trust it, and I trust the Rams even less. So I'm going Myers. Good stuff. Yeah, I'd say Myers, too, because like I was going to say Josh Palmer is good when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams aren't there, but they're probably going to be back this year or this week. And then Allen Robinson, obviously, we talked about how bad that offense is. And Peoples-Jones in that, in that weather, yeah, no thanks. I agree with you. I think it's Myers for me as well. Dude, three feet of snow? No, thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's like you're running in mud net. Between all of them, it's like which one of these is not like the other, and it's just Jacoby, the underdog. You want to root for him, so let's go. Agreed, agreed. All right, this question here seems to be tailor-made for you, Matt. Um, this one's from uh, NFT Hero. Uh, so two guys, that, well, one guy you've definitely talked about, another guy that you've mentioned, he's on your team. But uh, Mike Williams or Alave for this week in a PPR league? So Mike Williams, Williams, Mike Williams or Chris Alave? Uh, who are they each playing? Uh, Chargers play the Chiefs and the Saints. Who do the Saints play this week? The Saints play the Rams. The Rams. So he might get that Jalen Ramsey treatment. Whether you believe in him still or not, but I still do. I wish you didn't have to say that because of that, without that little impediment, it would have been super easy to just um, go with Olave. I don't ever want to play somebody on their first week back as a general rule, and uh, that can pretty much supersede any other analysis I have. I don't want to play somebody on the first week back after a long absence. All right, so you're going to Lave? Yeah, I go. All right, let's get to our forgotten fantasy player. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, Matt, you cheated a little bit and kind of hinted towards this guy earlier, but uh, go ahead and talk about your forgotten fantasy player. Ah. Uh. I don't remember which direction I was taking earlier. It might have been something that's really close to my heart and super hurtful every time I think about it. Is it too, to- is it too early to talk about Alberto? Nope. <laughs> Go ahead. He might be forgotten. He's already All forgotten. Right. <laughs> so emotionally, it's going to be too close for me to talk about Alberto. Let's talk about Johnny Smith. Um, Johnny Smith was my dude last year. I really wanted him to be the thing. Sometimes you get uh, you, you get a little bit of an advantage in dynasty when you think when you uh, work against recency bias. So coming into last year, 
Uh, John Usman in 2020, for the first five weeks, was the overall tight end one, right? Then he got hurt, and for the next 12 weeks, he was pretty much irrelevant, which makes you think, like, I'm going to be so clever and watch this dude and see what happens. And then Bill Belichick, the cleverest dude in the league, uh, he spent $50 million on Johnny Smith for a four-year contract, which is just bonkers at the time. And at that point, you're thinking, this dude is going to make waves. He's at least going to catch 20 touchdowns every week, right? He has to. <laughs> and uh, for probably 25 weeks now, I just wonder where Johnny is. He's done. Yeah, it's crazy because I actually owned Johnny Smith in one of my dynasty leagues when that trade happened, or that uh, it was, a, I think, a free signing actually. And then the very next day, they go and sign Hunter Henry, and I'm like, really? Like he just spent all this money on Johnny, and I was all excited, and now he got Hunter Henry in the mix too. Like, what are y'all doing? Um, but yeah, oh, definitely. He's so happy. Yeah, it was, and he hasn't been good. Hunter Henry's been the better <laughs> tight end to own since then. You know. He, John Smith, we want him to be the athletic tight end, but uh, he's he's gone to New England and just kind of died, unfortunately. All right, the guys, that wraps the podcast up. Let's go around the room. Uh, give us your Twitter handle, and if you wanted to plug anything that you're working on, we'll go to you first, Matt. Uh, you can find me on Twitter anytime. I just hang out and don't take it too seriously because pretty much everything's just a joke. I'm at FF Mad Jester, like a crazy clown. Um, I work for at DFF underscore dynasty. Uh, you can read articles on pretty much anything from Debbie leagues through dynasty, through dynasty theory, through weekly, uh, player takes through DFS, the whole gamut. It's awesome. And that, uh, that's a dynasty fantasy football.com stuff. Ryan, what you got going on? Uh, find me on Twitter. Fox five, three, four. Find me here every Wednesday night. Find me over at the Rookie Big Board. We have the Dynasty Big Board podcast where we talk everything Dynasty and some shenanigans. Good stuff. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77 uh, I wanted to remind everybody one more time, there will not be a season-long show next Wednesday. It'll be our annual Thanksgiving special for the DFS uh, crowd out there. Um, so we will see you all again in two weeks. So I'm getting for, paid vacation. Yeah, Matt. Uh, yeah, Brian's getting paid vacation. He's going to be. Uh, I don't know. What, I don't even know what you do for Thanksgiving, but I just know you. You always take that week off. You just have company stuff. Yeah, you just just do stuff. You he's, look probably, like, wait, he's probably. You just, look like you look like you bow hunt turkey. <laughs> oh, dude, I wish it'd be awesome. No, I just normally get drunk and then eat. But I'm actually doing nothing this year. But it's cool. I'm it's not. It's good. It's just a relaxed night for me. Good stuff. All right, uh, for Matt, for Ryan, I'm Jeff, and we will see you all in two weeks.